a lot of people get like, what, really? Guys, you don't believe me? Come on. If you just say to someone that it's all about luck, you don't know the effort behind what they have done to get to that point. Hi Zesties, how have you been? I hope you guys are all doing well. And thanks once again for tuning in to the Gleeful Talk Show where we share zesty stories to cultivate the happiness and hero within and out. On the show, we talk about personal development and experiences, society and pop culture. So if these are the topics that you're interested in, then please keep on listening. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to tell you guys that Gleeful Talk Show website is down and it might take some time to get it up and running again, but the show is still available on major podcasting platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Google, and Amazon, and the like. You may have noticed that I have not been posting a lot on Instagram and Facebook because I've been quite busy with the other podcast, the Nerdy Fans podcast. So if you guys are into anime, manga, and TV, and binge-watching, and Netflix, please check that out. But yes, I've been quite busy with the other podcasts lately. However, I'm still active on the Gleeful Talk Show. It's just that I'm moving to a different platform right now. So there's been a bit of a glitch, but rest assured that the show must go on. So today's episode is about the top five reasons why I chose to migrate to Australia. Now, a lot of you have been asking me this question and I think this episode is really long time coming. You've asked me a lot about why did I choose Australia? Why Australia? How do I get to Australia? And perhaps you guys also might want to migrate here or you're just curious why I chose Australia. So either way, this episode is for you. And as I've mentioned before on the previous episodes, my partner and I lived in Dubai for quite some short few years and decided to come to Australia. And people are quite curious why I chose Australia because as you may know or might have observed, there are a lot of Filipinos in Canada. And it's one of the top countries that Filipinos choose to go and migrate. However, there are still some Filipinos here in Australia, but not as much. Actually, Canada was on the cards too. However, we had the chance to visit Australia first rather than Canada. So I'm not sure whether if we would have visited Canada first, then I would have chosen that place. But it was just destiny that we chose Australia to check out first as like kind of like an ocular inspection of some sort where you know like you visit the place and see as an overview of the place how it is and whether you see yourself living or settling there so back in 2017 we came here to Australia for a visit so we visited Sydney and Brisbane Melbourne wasn't on the cards just because it's just the weather and it's too saturated for us so we were eyeing on Sydney and Brisbane and eventually both of us decided to settle in Brisbane because of a lot of reasons which I will also tackle on the next few minutes. So my top five reason why I came to Australia or why I migrated to Australia is the location. 
Australia is the only Western civilization located in the East. Can you imagine that? A civilization located in the East, Eastern part of the world. So without delving too much into history and the politics of it, I just did an exam about Australian histories. I still have that recently on my mind, but I don't want to delve into that deeper because it might be a bit of off topic for this episode. But if you guys are interested about that, I can talk about that on later episodes as well. So the location was one of the reasons why I chose Australia just because I felt that it was near the Philippines. Or so I thought. I wasn't the best in geography and back then when I was younger and earning in pesos, I wasn't a world explorer so looking just flat into the map, it does look near the Philippines. So I figured, oh if I moved there, it would be easier for me to just come and visit the Philippines. Or so I thought. But turns out, it takes more or less 12 hours to fly from Queensland to the Philippines. And that's four hours more than in Dubai. And then there's also no direct flight, especially from Brisbane. So it's either you go to Sydney or Singapore or other destinations first before I reach my hometown. So it's not really as close as I would have imagined it. But, you know, hey, it's still okay. And I still love living here. And yeah, that's still one of the the top reasons why I chose to live in Australia. And now why I chose Brisbane specifically is because Brisbane, actually Brisbane is the third biggest city in Australia next to Melbourne. The biggest city is Sydney. You guys might know this already. For us who are millennials or who are in our 30s or late 30s and coming in freshly from abroad, it was quite difficult in terms of the cost of living wise, settling in Sydney and Melbourne, because it's just quite expensive if you want to live near the city or CBD, we call it. That's the central business district. So if we would have chosen Melbourne or Sydney, it will be, we couldn't actually afford to live near the city, basically, if we chose Sydney and Melbourne. And Although I like Sydney when I visited there and when I visited there back in 2017, I actually wanted to live in Bondi Beach near the Bondi Beach because we visited Bondi Beach area and it was fascinating. It was so chill. It was such a dreamy area to live in. And if you live there, you feel like you're always on vacation and people look quite fit there. They, you know, exercise on the beach. They go and surf and we actually bought also wetsuits because we we came here back then 2017th October or November and that was actually quite a wet season and the sea was quite cold and never again we we used that wetsuit ever. So anyway, I digress. So I really like Sydney. We really like Sydney. But it was just the cost of living that's really keeping us away from it because it's just quite difficult for us, especially new entrants to the labor market and such. So eventually we chose Brisbane and 
Why Brisbane? Why not Perth? The job market in Brisbane, especially for our profession, was still quite good than Perth. And what I love about Brisbane is it's the balance. It's like best of both worlds because it's still a big city, but at the same time, it's quite chill. It's much more chill in Brisbane than in Sydney and Melbourne. And the people also are quite chill. More chill than the bigger cities, I would say. And the weather, which I'm going to talk about later. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's why eventually we chose Brisbane. And four years and counting, we still love it here. My top fourth choice is the language. So, the national language in Australia is English, but they have the Aussie accent, as you all know. But in the Philippines, we've been speaking English ever since we can speak, basically. I'm not even kidding, you guys. Like, kids are taught, even before going to school, to speak English or at least know some English words before you actually go to school. Then when you're in school, you are taught more of the grammar and all and public speaking, etc., which I'm not really good at. But growing up, I wasn't really a confident English speaker and more so especially towards foreigners. It's either maybe because of my nature and I'm an introvert or a combination of other factors. But since Australia's national language is English, then I figured it is easier for me to integrate in rather than learning a whole new language. I would say that language wasn't the main barrier though for me personally in terms of migration. As I have experienced before learning a new language like Japanese, I quite learned it on my own. We did have a course or a subject back in school about foreign language, but I mainly learned it on my own just because I love the Japanese language. So I wasn't alien to learning a new language. So in the age that I was in, I was thinking that if I need to get a new job, how can I get a job right away if I have to learn a new language? So it's just easier to integrate in to get a job to you know find people to talk to so yeah that was the the language is my top fourth reason why i came here now my third reason of coming here is because of the weather overall the weather in australia is not as extreme as other countries like dubai for example i love the weather in brisbane most especially because brisbane it has a subtropical climate we still have winters and autumn here however it's not crazy cold it's just basically our winter and autumn here is basically summer in england <laughs> so it doesn't snow however the average temperature during the day it's 18 degrees celsius or and during the night it can go down to 9 degrees etc but and at midday you always hit the 20 degrees celsius and more so it's a very stable weather, I would say. Summers are bad, though, in a way that it's very humid here in Brisbane, which is, you know, quite similar to the Philippine weather. That's why I didn't really have to adjust that much into the weather. I know some people who migrate to Canada or the U.S. or Europe, that you guys experience winter, and I heard that, that there is this kind of depression feeling when winter hits but here in brisbane it's just sunny all year round i would say there is of course like some extreme weather where there are bushfires i don't know if you've heard about that but it's basically a similar thing as the forest fires in america 
bushfires, I mean, in Australia, we call the forest bush. There was a bushfire back in 2020, I believe. It was so bad as well. So it, it's not a perfect weather. I would say there isn't any country that has a perfect weather. But to me, Brisbane weather or Queensland weather has the most stable weather so far. The thing to note here, though, is either you get bushfires during summer and summer in the southern hemisphere is just the opposite in the northern hemisphere. So we don't have winter Christmas here or winter wonderland Christmas. So we do have Christmas in July because July is our winter time. Summers would have bushfires and around the wet season, there is flooding as well. There was a pretty bad flood even when I was here. That was maybe 2021. It was so bad, really. Like I can see it on the news. Even the people's houses were under the the water because of the flood because we do have the Brisbane River here and the river is quite long, long and winding and that could cause also the flooding as well. So if you live in Brisbane or if you think about Brisbane, it's not like all sunny, perfect weather because there are still some extreme weathers in a way. But that comes in like maybe like every four years or so. So mainly the weather in Brisbane is the best, I would say. People don't like it because it's too hot for them. But to me, it's just perfectly imperfect. All right, so moving on to my second reason why I came or migrated to Australia is the pathway to residency. So this is quite interesting because a lot of people don't know exactly how to migrate here and most of them get an agency or go through an agency to do a pathway to residency here. If your profession is on the short-scaled list, it's pretty easy, I would have to say. Believe me, I didn't go through any agency at all. It was done by us. Nothing and everything that you needed is on the immigration website. Their immigration website is so good. Like it's very comprehensive. It has a lot of instructions. It gives you step-by-step -step instructions. So you don't really have to worry that much that you don't understand or stuff like that. It was very easy. However, I know some people still went for an agency so that could have been a preference for them but it was for us it was quite easy and you don't have to pay extra because you know you're doing it yourself it's a diy and in terms of the pathway to residency we went for the skilled independent visa so what does that mean the skilled independent visa is actually through a point system. There is a list on the immigration website on the skills or professions that are in shortage in Australia. And if you go through that pathway, then you are measured on different points. For example, if you are some an IT person and there is a IT administrator or let's say computer engineer shortage in Australia based on the immigration website, then once you click there, you just need to verify your documents from an independent authority that will check that for you and then another set of lists to get points up so for example if you are younger then you will have more points however if you have more 
years of experience, they will have more points too. So it's going to be a balance between being old enough, being young enough, and also having much experience to get that ultimate point. And also, for example, if you're single, then you would have lesser points than the person who is married because Australia is encouraging, you know, families to settle here. So we went with a skilled independent visa pathway to permanent residency. So that means that when we arrived here, we are already permanent residents. So that was quite good for us. And a lot of Filipinos that I know actually don't believe me. Like they think that I was able to smoothly, smoothly come here because my partner is a Caucasian or a non-Filipino. But actually, guys, he's under my visa. So I, I am the main visa holder and he is the dependent partner, basically. And a lot of people get like, what, really? Guys, you don't believe me? Come on. So yeah, it was a funny reaction that I get from a lot of people that I was actually the one holding the visa rather than my partner. My partner can actually get his own visa as well, but I just have more points than him because I am younger and also, you know, with the right skill sets and all. So we are basically, I am just having more points than him just because I am younger. With the point system also, there is a limit in terms of age or experience. So for example, if you have eight years of experience or more, you will get, say for example, five points for that. If you have, let's say, two years of experience, then you will get, let's say, one point for that. Then they will add up all the points and then you will need to compare that to the number of points required for your profession. Different professions have different requirements in terms of points. And then the higher the point, of course, the easier or the faster you get invited to get the visa. Actually, when you lodge your application on the immigration website, it's just an expression of interest. And the expression of interest doesn't have the documents yet, but it's just your expression to the government that you're interested in settling here or migrating here. However, I would say suggest or advise that before lodging in your expression of interest or EOI, you have to have all of the documents ready because when you get your invitation and you don't have your documents ready, that invitation will expire. So Zesties, if you are interested in a step-by-step -step process about that pathway to residency, please let me know on the comment section on the podcast or email to gleefultalkshow at gmail.com. So yes, the pathway to residency for me was quite easy, actually. And I'm quite thankful that I was a studious kid back then because if I wasn't, it would be quite harder for me I, or I would have lesser points. And what does that mean? As I mentioned earlier, people think that it was easy for me because my partner is Caucasian. But yes and no. So I would have to say that it was bit smoother for me to apply for the permanent residency because I have all the requirements and the experiences and the skills needed to get that residency. However, I would have to say that it was smooth for me because I felt like I was preparing for it all my life. Not that I really wanted to go to Australia when I was like 
on my college years. But what I mean is that my career was quite, I would say, <laughs> straightforward. When I graduated from university, I went for the certification right away and then got it right away. And then three months after the graduation, I got my job. And then that's where the first year of job experience starts, right? And then when I decided to apply for the residency, I already got the needed skills for the profession that they have shortage on. So I hope I was able to explain that right because people say that, oh, you are lucky, you are blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, I am lucky, I would say. It's about luck and effort. So I don't feel well or right when people say that it was just about luck because there was a lot of effort put into my career even though it wasn't the plan to go to Australia. So I was just focused on my career, basically. And, you know, everything just flowed through. So it's not only luck, but also the effort. And if you just say to someone that it's all about luck, because you don't know the effort behind what they have done to get to that point. So, for example, if you see some expert like a pianist or a master pianist, right? It is a combination of talent, practice or effort. And, of course, luck as well, because, you know, luck would be just they have the means to afford the piano practice. And then, of course, if you only have luck, but you don't have the effort, then all of that goes to waste as well. So it's all about a combination of effort and luck. So just keep that in mind that whatever a person achieves in life, it's not all about luck, but there's a lot of effort put into behind that. That's food for thought. Yes, and then my top reason why I migrated here and still stayed here for four years and counting is the culture and the people. So Australia is a Western civilization, right? So their culture is more on equality, more on having a fair go or having a fair opportunity to get what you need. They have the Australian value that they uphold so more into equality more into having the freedom of expression freedom to say what you want but within the law as well of course that kind of culture is what I like or I preferred although I have been raised in an Asian household which is quite different actually in the Australian way or even the Western way and it was quite hard for me or it took a bit of adjustment for me to think like them you know like you know how the Asian culture is that you have to just say yes to the to the person above you you can't really talk freely to your boss or stuff like that. But in Australia well just my personal experience you can voice out your opinions you can share your thoughts. And again, it's not going to be perfect. Not all places will be like that or not all offices will be like that. But most people or most establishments are into voicing out your opinions. Of course, you have to still be civil about it or professional about it. But it's really more on, you know, having that type of culture, the opportunities, having fair opportunities with others as well. And the people are quite nice. When we arrived here back in 2017, they were so polite. Like, it was like, oh, wow. I mean, it was a breath of fresh air, perhaps, from the 
buy, you know, like for those Filipino OFWs, you know what I mean? So here you are treated as equal. And I also like that because of the equality in a way, the quality of life, especially for the middle class, I would say, you're the same quality of life with a lot or most of the people, except for those like very, very wealthy ones. But just the quality of life, you have equal, like everyone can afford the same things and the wealth disparity or the wealth gap, I would say, is not that big compared to the Philippines. So just as an example, your average sales lady or sales guy in the supermarket can still go to, on vacations to Bali, can still travel to Japan. For you who works in an office, you can go both. So it's not that big gap in terms of wealth because the quality of life for most people is almost the same, which that is which I really like because in the Philippines, the richer just keeps getting richer and the poor gets even more poor. So it's quite disheartening to see that. However, that's why I like in Australia that the quality of life is almost like equal to most people. So Zesties, those are my top five reasons why I migrated to Australia. In summary, it's the location, the language, the weather, the pathway to residency, and the culture and the people. I hope you Zesties enjoyed this type of chit chat for this episode. And if you would like to know more about how to come and migrate to Australia, just please email to gleefultalkshow at gmail.com. I would be very happy to answer your questions or to create another set of episodes for a step-by-step -step guide about that. And also, once again, I would like to invite you to come check out the Nerdy Fans podcast on YouTube and on your favorite podcasting platforms as well. Thank you so much, Zesties, for tuning into this episode. And if you'd like to support the show and would like to give me a cup of coffee or two, please head down to the episode notes to find out how. And big thanks once again to Radu Suchin for the continued support. Any episode recommendations, please let me know on the comment section as well on the emails and socials. Then if you'd like to share your thoughts on this topic, please let me know on the comment section or email to gleefultalkshow at gmail.com. Until then, keep living the gleeful life.